0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello out there. Welcome to episode number 146 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Sedita. I'm joined today by Fabian Yepes. He is the vice president for Prospera in the west coast of Florida. Uh, How are you doing today, Fabian? What's going on?
1: Doing great, Mike. Mike, thanks for the invitation.
0: Oh, glad to have you on. I'm not sure how familiar you are with what the Good Neighbor podcast is, so let me bring you up to speed. The Good Neighbor podcast was started in 2020 during COVID when everybody had to be socially distant from one another, and it was a way for businesses and business owners and entrepreneurs and charitable groups to let the community at large know what they had going on. And in the last four years, we now have Good Neighbor Podcasts in Denver, Philadelphia, Virginia, Atlanta, all over the U.S. I'm based out of Pasco County. I'm here in Florida. I get to talk to businesses all over Central Florida. And today, we just happen to be talking about what Prospera is. So tell me a little bit about what you do.
1: Sure. Uh, well, Prospera, we're a uh, it's an economic development nonprofit organization uh, it's um, uh, based in Florida that specializes in providing bilingual assistance to Hispanic entrepreneurs. Uh, and basically, we're helping them establish or grow their businesses Um uh, we've been around. This is actually our 33rd year. Um, we are now all across Florida. We're here in, in, uh, you know we're in Tampa. Our headquarters is over in Orlando. Um, we're also in South Florida, in Jacksonville, in West Palm. And in the last few years, we've expanded. We've were over now in. We have offices in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, okay. and, Raleigh, and in Atlanta.
0: So, so if I understand correctly, uh, an entrepreneur or business owner who English isn't their first language, the whole mission of the nonprofit is to help that business owner to be able to communicate clearly, so they're not getting misled on a contract or is that kind of the gist of it uh
1: that could be a part of it but however what we do more is um, you know as as you know many many as hispanics who are recently arrived or have many i don't know less than five years in the country you know there's always that that um uh they come and they're searching how to make it make it here in the u.s you know they're really searching there you go that's exactly it and um so it's not it's not as easy as many think um, I guess uh, um, people are expecting it. it's a little bit easier than you think. And not only that there's the barrier of the language, um, all our services are offered in, 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 in Spanish monthly, uh, but there's only also the way of doing business. Uh, so it's, it's what we, we teach them how to start the business, how to establish the business. Um, and we're, we're, we're able to teach them how to do business here in the U.S.
0: So like getting an LLC, setting up a corporate bank account like or, you know, like an entity bank, like all those business services for a business owner who's just trying to figure out how to how to get there, you know, how to hit the ground running and, and get it started.
1: Correct. Correct. And, you know, being being that the financial system is different and everything. So there's there's quite a learning curve there and uh, it can be any type of business. So, yeah. OK. Yes.
0: So at the core of your services, I mean, again, I'm just hosting a podcast here. So I may be not really exactly understanding or maybe thinking too much into it. But I would think um, like my great, great grandparents, when they came here, didn't have any money. They didn't really know. um, Or a lot of the people you're working with, are they coming over with funding or is one of the big components to what you help them do is figure out how to get. Funding to start a business as an, a new immigrant.
1: Well, um, it it happens both ways. There are people that are, have been lucky, and and again, depending on on the situation of how they can left their country. You know, some some people have have. have had to leave for political situations or, right. or even security, uh, but they come up and and some people have money to invest, um, so we can help them kind of uh, figure out what to do. Others don't, and others are trying to to get funding from the beginning. So, as you know, not not every country works with. Uh, many people don't understand the credit system here in the U.S. Yeah. So you have to kind of walk them through that as well. And uh, yeah, we don't directly. We don't give them money. Uh, we we're more of into the. Uh, Exactly. And, you know, right. we can help them with 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 uh, looking for 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 money and everything. But we can't we we don't give it directly. So it's more like we teach how to fish versus giving them a fish.
0: So. Right. All right. Great analogy. So you. um, So let me a little bit about your background. I mean, um, how do you fall into this? Have you always worked with like people coming to the U.S. to help them? Or is your background in finance or like when you were growing up, did you want to be an opera singer? And you just kind of fell into this by accident.
1: This is completely by accident. Um, Actually, I was born here in the states, and I moved and I grew up in South America. I came back, and uh, my background is in advertising. I was uh, had an advertising agency down in in South America. I had one here. Um, Everything was going great, but uh, you know, this I think you know, I get to a point in your life where you want to kind of do a little change. I knew about uh, Prospera. I had actually been on one of their committees. So uh, as I turned out of that, the position opened, and uh, you know, I just. Went there, tried, uh, uh, applied and uh, had a few interviews and it's almost eight years ago and uh, I've been here and I wouldn't change a day.
0: So, so a couple questions. questions, uh, South America, what, what part of South America?
1: In Ecuador, that's, that's Ecuador. where I
0: Yeah. And then um, you said you owned an ad agency. So what type of ad agency? Were you a creative guy? Were you buying media? Were you doing a full AOR type stuff? What was your, what was your role in the marketing world there?
1: All of the above. I was. I, I owned a company down where I was. I was basically in the creative side and and and, and looking for business. Um, that actually grew up pretty. It, it was it was pretty successful. That's what uh, you know. Then I came here and uh, had a had an agency here in Tampa, uh, which actually, as I left for for uh, Prospera, I sold my half to to my business partner, and uh, yeah, that's how it, that's how it happened.
0: So uh, that was going to be my next question. Have you? in in the states here you've always been in tampa or you said you were i know you have offices for prospera in atlanta and some other places but have you always been settled here in the tampa market
1: i always have initially the first five years i came in 2000 i, I oh. settled in, in miami for a while but um now made the jump to tampa and uh yeah love this area
0: Avoided the traffic a little bit, got mm. out of Miami. I mean, Absolutely. I would think like I have friends of my family that I've had known since I, you know, since I was a baby, you know, fifty years, um, that are from Cuba, and, and they they have, like a lot of Cuban Americans. They settled in Miami and that whole you know South Florida area. So I would think that when you were telling me where your uh, corporate office is, Orlando, I, when I'm first thinking of it, I'm thinking it's probably Miami. But I would think you have a big presence in Miami too.
1: We do. We have our actually one of our largest. I think the largest office is down in Miami. But believe it or not, the Prospera started here in Tampa. Really it actually started here in Tampa. Yeah, the thing is, uh, um, somebody from Orlando came and they they looked at the model that that was created here and they kind of replicated it over there. And uh, long story short, I think they were doing a better job over there and they were, they were getting more funding that they we're getting here. So kind of merged, and that's where it took off.
0: So how, how big of an organization are we talking about? Is there a vice president of development in every city where you guys have a shop? Do you have multiple people in your home office in Orlando? Do you have sort of like a corporate group of people that provides resources? How big of an organization are we talking about?
1: Currently, we are at, uh, in all of the organization, we are at 45 employees. Okay. Um, we're... Uh, there's vice presidents in up in charlotte he manages charlotte and rally uh obviously in orlando in miami and here in tampa
0: okay so what you're doing i mean this nonprofit is essentially helping people to capture the american dream at whatever level like you're meeting them to where their need is whether it's setting up the entity, helping with financing, helping with contracts. You're providing resources for these people in all these different areas. That's kind of heady stuff. Like you you kind of have the their the your fate, their fate in your hands a little bit because if you're not good at what you do, it's going to make it harder for them to do what they need to do. So would that be a fair would that be a fair statement?
1: I think I think it is because you know there's there's a lot of um I feel that there's some distrust sometimes, not distrust, but there's fear to the unknown. Um, Usually when they're coming from other countries, any service that is offered for free, like our services, um, it really, it usually isn't very good. So uh, people will come in, uh, you know, business entrepreneurs will come in and they will ask and start asking around and, you know, they even ask, "Is you know, if 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 you know, there's a catch or something? Where, when are we going to charge them?" And there's really no charge, and and the the great thing is seeing when they realize when they keep working with us, sometimes for years, um, they see the the benefits and they see how how much we've helped, and they recommend us to other people, and that's basically how we get people. It's it's all about uh, word of mouth.
0: You know, it's funny. I run into the same thing with the podcast, and we talked about this before we kind of went on here. Is we offer the podcast for free. I mean, the, the whole this is me investing 20, 30 minutes of my time and my team putting stuff together in an effort to expand our brand and to learn more about what type of businesses are out there. And for me, where it works, where the synergy of it works is, yeah, listen, we do marketing services. That's what we do. But it's not like a timeshare where I'm holding somebody down and trying to get them to sign on the dotted line. It's let me learn about your business. If it's a fit for what we do in the community, then that yeah, great. It might not be a fit for your business, but it's a way for me. Now, if I run into somebody who says, hey, I'm trying to start a business and English is my second language. I now have a resource to be able to say, hey, listen, you need to reach out to Fabian and talk to him. He might be able to have some resources for you to use is two two questions. Garden variety, I mean, are most of the people Spanish speaking or is it, I mean, if I'm guessing, I'm going to say it's 80% Spanish. And then, um, you know, the remaining 20 is a mix between a bunch of other languages. But what is, is there like a breakdown? Do you run into a bunch of different stuff?
1: Um, I would say it's even higher. I would say it's closer to ninety-five percent of the people. Oh, right. All right, because a lot of the people that recently arrived um, from from you know, Central South America and and uh, they're 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 just they're still having problems with the language. That's one of the things that you know we we tell them when you know you get here you have to you have to learn a language as well. But in the meantime, let's let's start going. Uh, you know, let's start moving. Let's start establishing your business and let's start causing some impact here.
0: And then do you have, do you have a Rolodex of like, like immigration? I mean, I don't know. Do these people, do the people you're working with, do they need like immigration lawyers? Do they like, do they need any of that stuff? Or they have already kind of gotten established and they're figuring it out.
1: They're more kind of already established. Yeah. Yeah. They're a little more established.
0: And is there a garden variety industry that people like, I mean, is it across the board? Is it restaurants? Is it, uh, detailing shops is it barbershop what is the types of business or is it e-commerce online stores what are people trying to start
1: it's absolutely i mean if 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 i would if i had if I if this podcast would last 3 hours i could have 3 hours giving all the different types of businesses there are and we would never finish i mean it's, okay. it's everything it's i will have and I always like to use this example that you know you have the the grandmother who wants to start a a business I don't know baking empanadas that's doing it out of her kitchen or whatever. Right. Uh, so we're trying to explain how to do it legally and how to do things right. But then a couple of years ago we had we had this this person that came over from Mexico, and he is, he is he's he's uh, working on this RFP over at NASA because he does uh, he implements uh, optimization for robotics on 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 industrial line so you know like i said you get a garage to nasa nasa you you get anything and everything in between so
0: so then to narrow it down because we don't do three hours but what are the top three most unusual ones like when i say you tell me the most unusual businesses other than bidding for an rfp for nasa what else is there where you're like it sticks out? You remember it. someone started a llama farm or so? I mean, what what kind of crazy that that when you talk about it, you go these are the ones I remember.
1: one uh, that's one that's really that, that I always uh, um, uh, like to talk about. This person who, he started planting. He he got a container, one of those shipping containers, and he created this controlled environment inside, and he started doing the micro. What do you call it, the micro uh, Oh, what do they call it? micro beans or micro? You know, when you get in salads, these micro. Oh, what are they? Oh,
0: oh uh, like a superfood? Like a... yeah,
1: sort yes, yeah, sort of. Yeah. Well, you know, And he getting, grew you know, it
0: in the container.
1: He grows it in the container, and that's what he uh, he's starting to produce those all around. It's crazy.
0: What's the beautiful thing that I love the most about what I do? Okay, so with the podcast, what's great about the podcast is stories like that, like hearing what people are doing out there to create a, a, um, a living for themselves and their family and to try to do that. I mean, some of it from time to time I hear it and I'm just like, man, how the heck does somebody make money doing that? But people are out there doing it. And, and that's great. And then yeah. when I when I work with people in my communities, finding the niche that makes their business, you know, helps their business get to the next level That's the like the payoff for what we do with all of this stuff, which is great. But like that has to me on a personal level, forget the the work stuff on a personal level for you as a human being. I go back to you're helping people change their lives. So is that I mean, what kind of I mean, yeah, you don't seem like the type of guy who pats yourself on the back. I mean, but what kind of like I mean, that's got to be super gratifying knowing that you're helping someone to try to find whatever version of the American dream. They're seeking.
1: It is. It's, it's, um, you know, coincidentally, I was speaking about this with somebody this morning. And, uh, um, you know, I think you get to a point where, um, you know, you wake up in the morning and you don't say, oh gosh, I have to go to work right now. But, you know, you kind of, you just go to work because you enjoy what you do. Uh, and you feel like you're making a difference. Um, I feel, you know, in this very little that I, that I feel that I'm, I'm giving to, to, to the community this way. But, um, the fact that you see these businesses of people that came home, came here with nothing and are now hired, you know, they have they have a full uh, group of employees and, and, you know, they've been able to hire people and they're, you know, yeah. they're taxes, they're producing, they're they're helping other families uh, as well. So, you know, it's just a little little part of, of, of this whole whole system.
0: So when you're not doing this, when you're not working and helping people do this, what do you like to do for fun? How do you unplug?
1: um well i coach a a soccer team uh, i've been doing it for the last uh, go figure the hispanic guy coaching a soccer team <laughs> well
0: is it is it like a youth soccer team or is it an adult like a men's soccer team
1: youth youth competitive youth competitive and uh I've been doing it since 05 06 so it's, i've been doing it for a while so that helps me to compress. uh like to ride around a little bit on on, on on my bike as well so yeah i'm just i guess try to try to stay in shape
0: so the youth competitive so- uh, football or soccer um, is does it travel all over or is it centered around that North Tampa Temple Terrace like that whole section of town? It's it's
1: Florida, you know. It's oh. uh, not, not yeah, not not all over. I mean, we were we were down in Fort Myers a couple of weeks ago, and but you know, it's it's still competitive. And then, um, and
0: what ages are the kids?
1: Right now, they are twelve and thirteen. I have a U fourteen team, so. <laughs>
0: To 12 and 13-year-old boys, uh, that's got to be a lot of hormones and, and testosterone kicking in. I mean, that's got to be fun to manage. It is. Uh, it's, it's,
1: a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hassle, but you know what? It is interesting. It I'm me sure. out of the house. It gets me out of the house. I'm ahead. Ahead.
0: At the end of the so, day, I do enjoy it. And then from a, from a, you said you like to take your bike out and stuff. I'm actually being roped into doing some cycling myself. I'm generally not a cycler. I don't have the cyclist's body. I don't have the ability to get those little bike shorts on, but I mean, I can get them on, but I don't know how great it looks, but um, do you do like the, I know in new Tampa, they have like the trail and stuff. Is that kind of where you're riding in the, like the lower Hillsborough wilderness preserve there's a trail through there or Mm -hmm. flatwoods, whatever. Is that Uh the kind of places you go?
1: I've done Flatwoods and sometimes I go up to San Antonio there in in, in in Pasco. Yeah. Used to used to do mountain bikes years ago, but switched over to, to something a little a little safer, I think.
0: Okay, so explain to me that because I'm about to buy a bike. I'm probably gonna invest in it. And I know um they could get expensive. I mean, you could buy bikes that are a thousand dollars or more at this point, right? So when you say a little say, like I don't want a mountain bike, like I don't want something where I'm gonna go. Um, I see these videos on Instagram where guys are riding and they have their helmet cam on. And it looks like they're about to fall off a cliff. Yeah. That is not me. Um, but I also don't want, like, one of these thin little, like, when I was a kid, they called them 10-speed, like, yeah. street bikes. Those don't seem safe to me. So when you say you have a safe version, explain
1: to me what a safe version is. Uh, I guess safe version because I used to do mountain bike down in Ecuador. Where, 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 oh, where gosh. It it. And uh, so that's that's real mountain bike. That's up in the Andes. So yeah. So now you're you're really going down not hills you're going down mountains and uh it was it was exciting but you know as you get older you I think you get a little uh try right to now. get a little more responsible and a little more prudent <laughs> yeah so that's why I switched to going around in a loop in flatwoods and and you know trying to um, So is um, the bike is it like a road tire is it a
0: little bit wider it's a, like yeah. I see yeah
1: so is it, does it have
0: a particular name? Like I'm writing this down, Fabian. I want to know, because there's the bike shop right in New Tampa. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I don't want to plug them because they don't pay and sponsor the podcast. But um, they, I, I want to go in there and have an idea of what I'm looking at. So if you're telling me as a novice, what would you suggest?
1: I, look, here's what I would do is and, and what I did is first go in with an entry-level bike. Just go in with, see if you like it because a lot of people get into it. They'll ride for a couple of months, and then that thing goes back in the garage, and you never see it again. I feel like so, my butt's
0: going to hurt a lot. I feel like I, I've t- I've done spin class, and my butt hurts a lot from spin class. So that's what I'm worried about.
1: You'll, you'll toughen up. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. I mean, you 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 know you've been you've been here for you know 20 plus years. You know since yeah. 2000 when you moved here. Um, one of the questions I like to ask people business you know business people and some of the things they've gone through. Has there been a time in your life where you've run into a hardship or a challenge where you said, "You know what I don't know if I'm going to get through this yet somehow you persevered and now you're in a position to kind of pay it forward by helping helping folks get their their business on track
1: you know um well, I think that one of the things that 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 happened to me years ago and 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 um uh, when I had my agency down in in, in ecuador um at that time there a lot of the banks down there it was a, economic situation there wasn't good a lot of the banks were closing right uh and the, and when i say they close is that they closed there, there's no fdic or anything right so you had money you, you lost board it board up the doors and, and go i was i was kind of lucky because you know i had been had my business for about eight years uh the thing uh you know my bank didn't close but basically they said you can't take your money out for a year right um I was kind. Of, I, I was expecting. Well, as soon as I get my money out I'll, uh, after a year, I'll take it. I'll take it to the U.S. because I'm a U.S. citizen, so I can I can you know open an account there and leave it there. Right. By the time I went to get out uh, my money, um, let's put it this way: I wouldn't be able to buy a bike, yeah. an entry level bike, with what yeah, I get yeah, out yeah. because of inflation. Every the, the, the every the, I when I, when I changed it to dollars, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So
0: you, so you you experienced this inflation.
1: You don't have a, a nest egg
0: that you thought you were going to have, and yet you still were able to navigate the system to be able to prosper and, and build an agency here.
1: Let's start again. You yeah. Start again, yeah.
0: You know, that that's honestly, like, listen, a lot of people have great ideas. A lot of people do. I mean, a lot of people have really bad ideas, but a lot of people have great ideas. They just don't have the the ability to see some of the the obstacles that they're going to overcome and i think what separates good entrepreneurs because i talk to them every day versus entrepreneurs who are more challenged is the good ones are able to receive an obstacle and it doesn't cripple them to the point where they can't function they look at it as a challenge and not a barrier and they work through it and they they grow their business so um and 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 what's great about this for me it's very serendipitous with that story because you're now someone who came here, had that experience, knew how difficult it was, and now you've turned it around to where you're paying it forward with people and helping them. And it's it's a nonprofit. So, if there's one thing people need to know about Prospera, what should they be taking away from this?
1: Look, it's it's the. Uh... If if I can really sum it, sum it up in, in, in a couple of words, I would say just it works. Um, it really depends on when the people come here, they have to they have to be patient. Um, I mean, you can't go for people who are offering you a solution, you know, I don't know, a consultant that tells you, I'll, I'll, you'll be up and running in two months and you'll be making hundreds of thousands of dollars by the end of the year. Right. It may be the case. It may not. Most likely it won't be uh, depending on, on what you're doing. So, um, it's a process and uh, you have to be patient. You have to do things right um, and things will work out. Just put in a lot of work. I mean, it, it's not for everybody. Not everybody is born to be an entrepreneur. Um, I remember talking to somebody who came and My first question was, well, why do you want to open up your business? And his answer was, well, you know, I want to spend more time with my family um, right there. I said, the that's, that's the, the fir- that's the worst reason you can have. So yeah. um, it's, it's not for everybody.
0: Yeah. You know, what's funny is when I worked in a corporate job for years, you know, you'd see guys in the office and they'd always say, you know, I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to start my own business and I'm going to do this, that and the other. And everybody has a plan. Like everybody's like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that, whatever it is. You know, I'm going to work for myself, make my own hours. I'm going to do this, that and the other. And then you don't realize that. Yeah. When you build after you build the business, you might have the opportunity to do that. But the process of building it isn't just turning a key and going and you don't have a, a paycheck coming in. So you got to do all this all right, cool. while you're trying to figure out getting a paycheck and, and building a business and dealing with human resources and dealing with, uh, you know, all the different things that come with being a business owner, which, you know, it, it bogs a lot of people down. Like, you uh, you got to be sales, you got to be marketing, you got to be accounting, you got to be human resources, you got to be production, you got all those things have to come together. So the theory of being an entrepreneur sounds great until the practical application kicks in and you are waking up at two o'clock in the morning thinking about your business, and the day hasn't even started yet. So that's kind of what we have to deal with. So let me ask you this, I am an entrepreneur, I just came here and I don't know where to go or what to do. How do people find you? What is the point of entry? How do they get a hold of Prospera to be able to get the benefit of this nonprofit service?
1: The easiest way is just to go to our website. Our website is uh, prosperausa.org. And uh, uh, you'll find our contact information there, or you can just call us by phone 813-634-6246. Uh, but usually we get people, we get inquiries all, all throughout the, the website. And um yeah, that's the easiest way to find us. We'll awesome. So that.
0: so folks, if you're listening to this or watching it on our YouTube channel and you're hearing it, um, you know, you're looking for some help or you have a family member that's coming here that maybe wouldn't necessarily hear this or see this, and you want to let them know, go to Prospera. Uh the, the website to, to get a hold of them is prosperausa.org. It's a nonprofit. Right prosperousa.org, or you can contact them directly via the phone number here locally in Tampa. It's 813-634-6246. Fabian, thank you for being a, a tremendously good neighbor by helping your neighbor out to get started. And thank you so much for being on the Good Neighbor podcast. You have an amazing day, my friend.
1: Thank you very much for, for letting us uh, you know show show what we do here. And uh, I appreciate uh, all the, the support that you're giving us. Love it, man. Have a thank good you. one. You too. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the
0: Good Neighbor Podcast Passco. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to GNPPasco.com. That's GNPPasco.com or call 813-922-3610.